Sean, RJ, and Bobby coming at you here on 105.3 The Fan. David Hellman, Hollywood Hellman, rejoins the show in the station at 920. We have a lot of things still taking place in Frisco. Bobby, the purge continues. Yep, we just uh, we just got word from uh, Todd Archer, another assistant who will not be back, Kyle Valero, who has been with the Cowboys for nine years. And so. he did what? Uh, he was qual- offensive quality control. Um, he used to be the assistant wide receivers coach, but he's been on the staff doing stuff on offense for several years. So George Edwards gone, Leon Lett, Skip Pete, Joe Philman, Rob Davis, apparently Mike McCarthy's eyes and ears. That was Rob Davis. They were all released yesterday. Someone tweeted Josina Anderson and said, uh, could George Edwards just be leaving with Dan Quinn? Josina said, no, I just spoke with Edwards. He said when he found out yesterday, he was shocked. And when Dan Quinn spoke to him after his Cardinals interview, DQ expressed confusion. Babe Laufenberg joining us on the Diamond Factory Hotline here on 105.3 The Fan. Good morning, babe. Good morning. I'm confused, too, just for the record. (laughs) (laughs) What do you make of all this? You know, I I think we, at least I, have to kind of let the dust settle and figure it out. I will say, since you guys are talking about George Edwards, I, I can't vouch for all those guys. I mean, I, I'm not in the building. I don't see him on a day-to-day basis. But I can tell you, George Edwards is a really, really, really good coach. As a matter of fact, I, I'm surprised that George Edwards hasn't gotten some interviews for head coaching positions. He, he's a smart guy. He's a good coach. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a personality thing. You never know. But uh, what's odd to me is, you know, this is a 12-5 and football team that won a playoff game. You usually don't see that kind of staff turnover on those teams. Um, You know, Sean McVay had a similar staff turnover with the Rams, but that was a 5-12 and team this year, right? So it's kind of baffling to me a little bit, uh, all that's taking place. So, again, I'm going to have to kind of let the dust settle, and then there are going to be some answers at some point. And uh, we'll we'll go from there. Do you think some of it might be Jerry, for lack of a better term, just trimming the fat? I mean, they they have twenty seven coaches, and you know, I, I I couldn't find a number of league average, but you know, I saw an article you know a few years ago that there were teams that had fifteen coaches, and you know, the Cowboys have twenty seven. That seems high. Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't think they're hurting for money, right? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a fire sale, so. And you're going to have to replace him. You're going to have to replace an offensive line coach. You're going to have to replace your linebackers coach. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not like, okay, well, we got rid of that position. Nobody else has that position in the NFL. You're going to have to hire a new offensive line coach, right? And now they had an assistant offensive line coach. Will they, will they elevate him? Not quite sure. Kyle Valero, who Bobby just mentioned, he was kind of an assistant to an assistant type deal. Um so it, it, it's interesting and, again, a little confusing for a 12-5 and five football team. Babe Laufenberg here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. You know, everyone wants Kellen Moore gone, okay? You, sure. We rely on you for the X's and the O's, you know, top three scoring offense in back-to-back years. Can you give us your evaluation yeah. <laughs> of Kellen Moore's X's and O's and whether he's too conservative whether he's, you know, what's the problem with Kellen Moore or where is Kellen Moore really, really good in your eyes? Just give us your OC assessment. I think you, you start with what you just said, which is it's funny because it's a, it's a top three scoring offense in back-to-back years. Usually, 
you don't say, hey, let's get rid of that guy. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm a little t- uh, you know, tickled by that. Um, they, they did not have the offensive weapons this year. It, it's almost a, you, you could say it's a testament to his OC ability because, I mean, let's face it, I, I love Noah Brown, right? Great kid, hard worker, special teams, all that. He's a fourth or fifth receiver. He's a guy, if you lose three guys, you can plug him in. He can play all the positions. He shouldn't go out as your number two receiver. And effectively, that's what he was this year, right? I mean, Michael Gallup came back. He wasn't close to being what Michael Gallup was a year ago yeah. uh, coming off that knee injury. Um, Zeke Elliott, I mean, we, we saw what that was. He, he's got a great name. It's like the Cowboys uh, of the, the 90s there. And you saw these great names on the back of the jersey, right? Oh, man, there's Troy Aikman. Oh, man, there's Michael Irvin. Oh, man, there's this guy. Oh, there's that guy. But they weren't the same players. And uh, Zeke, just he, he's just not the same player. You know, I'm hoping we find out he played through an ACL tear or something. Where you say, okay, well, that explains it. He'll be back next year. But, you know, he, he clearly is a declining player. Um, so you, you look at San Francisco's <laughs> offense, right, and their skill position players. And can compare them to what the Cowboys put on the field. Uh, I think Kellen Moore may be the genius for getting out of his offense what he did, as opposed to Kyle Shanahan. But schematically, you don't say, "Ah, oh, this this doesn't make sense," and you know that that's off, and this is too conservative, or this is a problem. Like with Kellen Moore's schemes. Um, no, I, I don't really look at it like that. And there's so many. I hate to say that I don't want to say different schemes, but for lack of a better word, San Francisco does things totally different than other teams. You know, so many offenses are are different. They kind of all come from a little bit of the same place starting out, but then they, they veer off and they change and they evolve. But Hey, a quick example, the the interception Dak threw to Michael Gallup, that that ball is going to get picked off. That route was run so poorly. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, you throw that ball, it, it gets picked off every day that ends in Y and twice on Sunday because of the route. Now, it's on Dak, and Dak, to his credit, or maybe to a fault, <laughs> he said, well, I took three hitches, and I got to get it out quicker. And yes, you'd like it out quicker, but if it was out quicker, it's still intercepted. Um, so anyway, the long and short is, ultimately, your guy has to beat their guy. You know, you're going to get, you're looking for the one on one matchup, right? They rush four, which San Francisco did. They got to cover five. That gives them seven guys to defend. That gives them two guys they can double up, right? You can take, you got seven to cover five. It's a, it's a math equation. You find the one on one matchup and you go to that guy. But if your guy can't beat their guy in a one on one matchup, it's going to be a long day. And I know people say, well, scheme the guy open. And, and that happens occasionally during a game. And it happens a ton in college, right? You see guys five yards open. But you go back to that game. Can you think of a play? I know there was a deep post to Gallup, but can you think of a play in your mind where you say, wow, Dak missed him, open receiver, missed him? Well, people point to the T.Y. play. Yeah, I went back and looked at the tape twice, and I I love the Dan Orlovsky, here's what you do, and you scheme this. And, you know, if you were on Twitter, I know you got talked about it, I think. Right. That's great. You're going to show me one play out of whatever, 70. Right. And and here's the other thing. I, hey, I've got C.D. Lamb on a linebacker. I yep. don't care if it's Fred Warner. I mean, that's a good matchup. Yep. Right? I mean, so the notion that, oh, my God, what's he doing throwing 
against a linebacker to your best receiver, well, (laughs) that's not such a bad deal. And again, I always say, too, the two easy places to play quarterback from are 200 feet in the air where I get to sit, right, as a broadcaster and all the other people do, and your living room where you're on the couch and you see replay and you look and, oh, that guy was open over there. But, uh, yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot there in that game that, that Dak did not get to. Babe, you uh, you said there a few uh, minutes ago, Ezekiel Elliott is clearly a declining player. Is Michael Gallup a declining player? Is Michael Gallup just still struggling to bounce back from an injury? I think it's the latter. Um, now, let's be honest. He was never a number one receiver. Sure. But th- those injuries, you've all seen them. You come off of an ACL, you play the next year, but you're really not back to yourself until the following year. So we'll, we'll see what Michael Gallup becomes this year. But clearly he was not, again, you, you don't need to be a genius or look at the tape or any of that to, to know he wasn't the same guy this year that he was last year. Zeke, on the other hand, I mean, he's taken 2,000 hits, literally, right? You're going to be a declining player. Michael Gallup isn't in that same category in terms of taking physical punishment that diminishes your your physical skill. But you definitely try to find a number two. Receiver? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You look at the good teams and they've got it they've got a two and they most of them have a three, right? Um Cowboys this year really didn't have a two. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you just said Noah Brown. Yeah, that so, means they didn't have it too. So it make you know makes it harder on Dak, makes it harder on your play caller. It's funny because everybody thinks Kellen Moore loved twelve and thirteen personnel, putting all these tight ends on the field, and he didn't have a receiver. <laughs> you know, why do you want to bring their nickel guy in to cover your third receiver when their nickel guy is going to be better than your third receiver? So I, I, I think you know Kellen was to me a little bit hamstrung in the job that he did. Again, I will take the other side of that and say, look at the skilled talent that they had and and at times, you know, couldn't really run the ball. And you're third in the NFL in points scored. I mean, that's pretty good. Babe Laufenberg here on the fan. Oh, sorry. I just got to say quickly, you know, we were flying back from, well, San Jose, technically San Jose, not San Francisco, but after the game. And Christy sits next to me on the charter. That as we were taking off at whatever time it was, I, I said to Christy, you know what I really hate about this? I said, we are going to have to talk about Dak for another year. Yeah. Is he elite? Where is he ranked? Yeah. And then Peter King comes out with taking Brock Purdy, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> that was the final question. Uh, yeah. What's his next step? Like, you know, if, if you were quarterback coaching him or they just asked you in the hallway – uh, you know, where where do we take it from here? Is is it reasonable to have a discussion that they should look for an upgrade or or, or a way out possibly in, in the thought that Dak has hit his ceiling and, and this as far as the Cowboys can get with him because he was the number one reason that, that they lost that 49er game? What, what's his next step of, of development? It's a very good question, and it's one that organizationally, I think you have to take a good, hard look. You can't just say, Oh, we're good here. Yeah. Yeah, we're good here. Um, you got to figure out, can this guy take that next step? And it's a difficult thing. But I'll, I'll quickly, um, look at the two teams in the NFC Championship game. 
and they're not there by fluke. I think if if we objectively looked at the NFC and said who are the two best teams, I believe the two best teams are playing on Sunday. Yeah. Would you agree? Sure. Yes. The quarterbacks aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> they drafted Jalen Hurts when they had Carson Wentz and gave him a big contract. And obviously, they, they traded up to get Wentz at two and all that stuff. And you're like, what are you doing drafting Jalen Hurts? And then, boom, look look what happens. San Francisco, same thing. They draft a quarterback. I don't know if I don't know if Brock Purdy will be the long-term answer necessarily, but if I were coaching that team, he's certainly starting for me next year in training camp. Yeah. He's going to have to lose the job. But they, they both had backup plans. Mm. They also both made bold moves in the offseason and then during the season. You know, Philadelphia trades to get A.J. Brown. San Francisco trades to get Christian McCaffrey. So it, it may be time for the Cowboys. I know when free agency starts and all that, that's a time for them to sit back and you know, let everybody else do their thing, and then they, they, they go to the bottom of the scrap heap and find the, the leftovers. Well, maybe time to make a bold move. Mm, what a way to end it. We appreciate all the fun, the insight, the time throughout the entire season, and we will be bugging you again soon. Thank you, Babe <laughs> Laufenberg. Okay. At first, it's not bugging me. I love it. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate all your stuff this year, and we, we text – Usually the night before, say, hey, we want to talk about so I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, man. Babe Laufenberg, great throughout the entire season. Final hour, Hollywood Hellman at 920. Uh, the Tolos responding to what they want the Ooh. Cowboys to do at head coach. Someone says they're taking Daniel Jones over Jalen Hurts. And did Philly just prove that they have the best fans in the division? Final hour, Thursday edition, next.